Hello, everybody, once again, and welcome back to the podcast. It's 3 a.m., and this is important. I'm Matt, and with me, as always, is Jesse. Hello, hello. And today, what are we talking about today? We're talking about conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. This is a good one. I am excited. And this episode is being recorded in front of a live studio audience. A whole studio audience consisting of one good friend of ours. Still counts. Hi, Sabeel. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. She's feeling hella awkward right now. Uh, just oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you want to kick this thing off? What do you want to talk about first? Well, I want to start off with a goofy one that just made me giggle like a bunch. So we're just going to go through some conspiracy theories and talk about them? Yeah, basically I have like... This is going to be a less structured episode. I've got just like a bunch of like really silly ones that I figured we could just like talk about. Okay. As I like announce them. And then one kind of like longer one that we'll probably sort of start things off with. Sure. But I have I have the first one. I have the first one. It's ready. Are okay. you ready? I think I'm ready. I, okay. I feel ready. Prepare yourself. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, Your let's mind go. is going to expand. I can't wait to be more enlightened, to know more, to know the truth, to yeah. get a, to peer behind the veil. Yeah. Of the of the lies we've been told as a society, as she, the sheeple that we are. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Come on, let's start. All right, I'm starting heavy. It's a big swing. Okay. The government created the coronavirus to get us to stay at home so they could change the batteries out of all the birds. Change all the batteries out of the birds. <laughs> made me giggle so hard. Because <laughs> that goes along with the theories that, that birds aren't real, right? Sure. And that birds are actually drones. That surveil us. Oh my God, maybe. Probably. Well, that, I think that's actually. what that they're referencing, right? To change all the batteries and the birds. Oh my God. Are we being spied on by birds? Yeah. The birds have like cameras and, you know, they're recording us and they have facial recognition built in. Yeah. And birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Oh birds my God. The fucking The Incredibles movie. Oh yeah. They reference <laughs> it in The Incredibles movie. There's a, there's a fake real bird. Yeah. In that movie. So that's it. Wow. That was a little bit of truth poking its way into modern media. Huh. Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. (laughs) Now I kind of want to talk about something that's not necessarily a conspiracy theory, but it kind of, it's a fantastic example of the harm that they can do. Okay. When taken seriously. Okay. You know? Yeah. And the story I would like to cover is the McMartin Preschool investigation. Have you ever heard of it? No. That Ooh. doesn't even ring a bell. I don't it's even a know what that reference is. Yeah. It was before our time. Okay. But still really, really crazy. Sorry, what was it? The McMartin preschool investigation. Preschool investigation. Okay. Or preschool trial. Yeah. Okay. Swept the nation in the 80s. Cool. And uh, yeah, let's get to learning. All right. Yeah. T- teach me a thing or two. Yeah. So the McMartin preschool trial was a daycare sexual abuse case that ran through the 1980s. Okay. Members of the McMartin family who operated a preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, were charged with hundreds of counts of sexual assault. Okay. Sexual abuse. Where was this? This was in Manhattan Beach, California. Okay, sorry. I guess I just blanked out when you said that. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, in California. Accusations were made in 1983. Arrests and pretrial investigations took place from 84 to 87, and the actual trials ran from 87 to 90. Okay. The case lasted seven years, resulted in no convictions. All charges were dropped in 1990. And the case ended up being America's longest and most expensive trial in history. And nothing came of it? 
and nothing came of it. And you'll see why. Okay. As we move forward. All right. Um, so it was essentially part of a countrywide daycare sex abuse hysteria and okay. also tied in to the satanic panic. The satanic panic. Yeah, which I feel like you should be aware that of. That is something that I've heard of before. Given the nature of our podcast, yeah. Yeah, satanic panic was just everybody's Satanists and doing all sorts of weird rituals and yeah, blame like all sorts of things on it. And, yeah. 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 And so much of it was just absolutely completely unfounded. And blown out of proportion and way too traumatic. Exactly. Yeah. So this whole thing got kicked off by a woman named Judy Johnson, who reported that her son had been sodomized by one of the teachers, Ray Bucky, and her ex-husband. She claimed that she found out about the abuse when her son reported having painful bowel movement. She also claimed that her son confirmed the suspected abuse when questioned about it. Right. However, this is unconfirmed. Okay. As are most of the accusations and confirmations of. Interesting. Yeah. Ray Bucky was questioned but never arrested due to a lack of evidence. However, this initial accusation prompted the police to send a letter to 200 parents of students at McMartin School stating that their children may have been abused and asked that the parents question their children. Okay. I'm going to read you the letter because it's crazy and ridiculous. And All right, let's do it. Yeah. Dear parent, this department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Bucky, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7th, 1983 by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children, as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary for a complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttock or chest area, and sodomy, possibly committed under the pretense of taking a child's temperature. Also, photos may have been taken of children without their clothing. Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Bucky to leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they have ever observed Ray Bucky tie up a child, is important. Um, Please complete the enclosed information form and return it to this department in the enclosed stamped returned envelope as soon as possible. We will contact you if circumstances dictate same. Okay. We ask that you please keep this investigation strictly confidential, yada, yada, yada. And then the final paragraph is in all caps. There is no evidence to indicate that the management of Virginia McMartin's preschool had any knowledge of the situation and no detrimental information concerning the operation of the school has been discovered during this investigation. Also, no other employee in the school is under investigation for any criminal act. Okay. End of letter. Which is insane to me that they sent this thing out. Yeah, it seems like they jumped the gun a little bit. By name, no evidence whatsoever. And I thought he wasn't actually arrested. Wasn't he just brought in for questioning? Yeah, he wasn't even arrested because they didn't have the evidence, but they um, still move forward with sending this fucking horrible letter. Oh, my God. To like 200 freaking families. That's really fucked up. Like, that's that's pretty incendiary. That's life ruining. Like, my God. And this all, of course, like it made the news for a very long time. Like, it swept the nation. Of course, it's big news. Yeah. 
So I just thought that was really fucked up and figured it was kind of important. Yeah, that was a hair trigger response on their part. For context, yeah. So several hundred children were then interviewed by Children's Institute International, an abuse therapy clinic. Okay. These interviews were all highly suggestive, and they asked the children to pretend or speculate the supposed acts of sexual abuse. Oh, so they didn't actually ask them if anything happened without, like, actually giving them prompts. No. They were incredibly suggestive, leading with their statements, encouraged to literally make stuff up, and then they took that as record. Okay. For hundreds and hundreds of children. My goodness. So a year later, by 84, the Institute claimed that 360 children had been abused. Oh, my God. By one man? I don't think that's even humanly possible. This isn't, at this point, with 360 kids, it's not just accusing Ray. Okay. But, like, multiple staffers. Right. Okay. It turned into something much larger, but still. So, like, all of a sudden, from this one woman's random testimony or whatever, 360 kids now. Yeah. It's, it's what they're thinking is going on here. 360. Do you know how big the class size was? I don't know how many kids were at the school. It wasn't just one class. Like oh, it was the entire preschool. Yeah, it's a preschool, but also it sounds like there's like multiple teachers and staff and stuff like okay. that. that operate. It right. seems like it was a fairly large preschool. But still 360 is a big chunk of people. Yeah. Big chunk of children. Yes. So keep in mind, highly suggestive interviews. Yeah. Of those 360 children, only 41 of them ended up actually testifying to a grand jury during the pretrial. Okay. And only 41's still a good amount. 41's still a lot of kids. You betcha. Um, And only a dozen students testified in the actual trial itself. So that number got whittled down substantially. There were all sorts of bizarre allegations as well on like the the part of these kids. And this is kind of where the satanic panic stuff kind of comes into play a little bit. But okay. Of these bizarre reports, many children reported satanic rituals being performed on them and on the grounds of the preschool. Interesting. Some claim they saw witches flying out and about yeah. on the school grounds. Others claim they traveled in a hot air balloon, were taken through tunnels, and that students were flushed down the toilet and then brought into like secret underground rooms. Kids are weird, man. Kids are weird. But like a lot of the satanic stuff is directly like related to the satanic panic. Like, like extremely derivative of all the things they would have been exposed to. Exactly. On the news and yeah. just by listening to their parents talk about them. Crazy Satanist. Oh, yeah. Um, and all that fun stuff. So Judy Johnson, the lady that started this whole thing, yeah. was later diagnosed with acute paranoid schizophrenia. And she died in 1986 before oh. the pre- preliminary trial included, like Shit. concluded. Yeah. Which is crazy. Her diagnosis of schizophrenia was hidden from the defense for three years. Oh, good. And even when it was finally revealed, it was like, like so much of it was like doxxed or hidden. And like, it wasn't like a full representation. Who's running this shit? Like, who's doing this, all of this? Like... A ton of lawyers. Yeah, it's just like the people that are running this investigation and the people that are like running the trial, they just seem like they really have an agenda. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, even though it's not kind of a conspiracy theory and we touched on it very briefly, there's a ton of great books and like documentaries out there about the trial. I just thought it was too good an example of like the actual real harm that conspiracy theories well, can yeah, cause. Well, yeah, that's like, um, I, I guess that is a conspiracy theory, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, but like, it ties yeah. into the satanic panic conspiracy theory and the daycare, like so sex The conspiracy is craze. that there was a bunch of sexual abuse being hidden, right? True, yeah. And no one yeah. was doing anything to help that conspiracy, like, you know, dissipate in any way. It was, in fact, being inflated. Yeah. Which is insane because, yeah, you're right. 
any conspiracy theory, if enough people take it seriously, then it can become a dangerous tool for people to use because there's so many people behind it, right? Mm-hmm. As we've seen with, I mean, COVID-19. Yeah. There's a lot of power behind it, right? Yeah. Government's lying to us, you know? People, people die. want to be on the right side of it. They want to be in the know. So then, yeah. yeah, it can be very dangerous and it can ruin people's lives. Yeah. I just wanted to start with that because we're going to be pretty jokey with everything else moving yeah, forward. Yeah, fair so. enough. <laughs> start it off dark and try to dig your way out of that hole <laughs> the way we do best. Yeah. Next, I want to talk about probably the craziest theorist that I think both, I, I don't know, we're going to speak for you. I think that both of us have ever come across. Okay. Can you guess what it is? Do you know what it is? It's not the, the time cube, is it? It's the time cube. Oh, I love it's the time the cube. Time cube. Um, for those of you who haven't heard of this wacky theory, uh, the time cube was a personal web page founded in 1997 by the safe self-proclaimed wisest man on earth, Otis Eugene Ray. Who is the wisest man on earth? Oh, Maybe boy. was. I don't think much is known about him. Well, he, he died in 2015. Okay. At the age of like 80-something. So right. He, he Damn, what are we going to do without the wisest man on earth here to guide us? I don't know. Man. Anywho, uh, Ray believed that all modern scientists were participating in a worldwide conspiracy by ignoring and suppressing Ray's theory that each day actually consists of four days simultaneously. Yes. And Matt, if you don't mind, I'd really love it if you just read a bit of his... I'm going to call it a manuscript because that's basically all it is. Well, here's the sad thing about his manuscript. Uh, his domain expired, like, I think this year, oh. in 2021. So someone took, like, a small snapshot of some of the stuff he wrote. And uh, I don't think this is everything because I remember scrolling for probably an hour, an hour and a half, and it just kept on going on. Things are broken up into paragraphs. It's really It looks like an HTML web page that's just walls and walls of text and there's so much rambling that it's hard to even get your bearings even if you start at the beginning like yeah. there's just no sense to any of this it's just but, too crazy <clears throat> and he also like makes up his own words yes without providing definitions that you just have to try to get through context yeah, well you're supposed to know if yeah. you're if you're a follower of his theories then you should know yeah so i'll, I'll read how it opens up and please just I'm going to do my best here, but it is not proper English. It's so hard to follow. So come with me on this journey. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is how it opens up. Cold open. In 1884, Meridian Time personnel met in Washington to change Earth time. First words said was that only one day could be used on Earth to not change the one-day marshmallow. So they applied the one day and ignored the other three days. The marshmallow time was wrong then, and it proved wrong today. This major lie has so much boring feed from its wrong. No man on earth has no belly button. <laughs> it proves every believer on earth is a liar. <laughs> Children will be blessed for kissing of educated adults who ignore four simultaneous days, same earth rotation, practicing boring oneness, Upon Earth of Quadrants, Boring Adult Crime versus Youth, Supports Lie of Integration, One Education Are Most Dumb, Not One Human Except Dead One, Man Is Paired, Two Half for Self, One of God Is Only One Quarter of God, 
Okay. Marshmallow, a lie, and word is lies. I Navel I... connects four corners, fours. God is born of a mother. She left belly button B. Signature, every priest has must sign, but lies to honor unicorns. Belly B proves four corners. Your dirty lying teachers use only the midnight to midnight one day, ignoring three other days. Time to not foul. Already wrong. Marshmallow time. That's where I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> oh boy. And like seriously, there's he wrote at least a hundred thousand words. At least. At least. And it goes on forever. It there's is a lot of repeating like themes. So let me break it down oh. for you listeners that didn't get it. <laughs> and this is like all I could kind of capture when I was doing my own research on it. But basically, he breaks down the four different days as follows. So there is sun up to sun up, sundown to sundown. Then you have midday to midday and midnight to midnight. All of those are simultaneously happening around the earth. Yes. And then he breaks it down. He says like each one of those forms like a corner and you can imagine like a giant square of time that surrounds the planet. Yes. But with each of those days or each of those corners representing like the four sun up, sundown, whatever's, as those move separately, they create 16 different sides, I guess. I don't I know. I guess so. It's really hard to like decipher what he was going yeah. for because it's it's almost like He's describing something that doesn't exist in details that don't matter. Yeah. So using just, literally made up words. Using a lot made of up the time. words a lot of the time. So it's like it's almost impossible to know what he was going for. It's but a trip, though. It is a trip. Like I would suggest uh timecube.2enp.com. Yeah. It's like just a snapshot of what was, but you'll get you'll get the idea because there's a lot here. You can pick out any point to start reading and you'll get the gist of what he was going on about. Mm -hmm. He does add some random stuff every once in a while that doesn't fit in with the themes he's going with. But like, yeah, my God, like I, I just scrolled down for a little bit. Sun Earth binary relative to the human male female binary. No ancient insignificant dead one taco. <laughs> this sounds like you're reading from like a random word generator. <laughs> Like, this is like an autocomplete. I was just going to say, yeah, when you tap your autocomplete to make a sentence. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, long story short, there's 96 hours in a day and four days happening simultaneously. That is the time cube. If you don't get it, you're an idiot. Yeah. You are, I think, uneducated genius or something like that. Yeah. That's the way he describes dumb people, which I don't understand. Or educated stupid. No, yes. Educated, educated stupid. stupid is what he would what he would describe the normal man as. Yeah. And he would call himself like uneducated genius or something like that. So yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on in here. It has a lot to do with the time cube, a lot of oneness. Yeah. Something or other about belly buttons. Mentions and, tacos and unicorns. Yeah. And Ray was like somewhat popular back in the day. Like he had some followers. He had a bit of a fan base. Yeah. But like people in the greater outside world of wherever he lived we're aware of him. Um, he was actually yeah. invited to speak at the Massachusetts in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in 2002 as part of a student-organized extracurricular event. Wow, where they basically paid him to show up so they could make fun of him, which is quite sad. Um, but he also made a speech at the Georgia Institute of Technology in 2005 
where he attacked modern science and all those who taught it. Okay. And I'm very happy to report that you can actually watch this speech. Right. On YouTube. We did. We watched it, didn't we? Not all of Not even close We watched to a all tiny of bit of it. <laughs> you can only stomach so much in the yeah. time cube, unfortunately. My God. Ray was so sure of his theory that he offered a $10,000 reward to anyone that could prove his theory wrong. But how do you prove something wrong that doesn't, like, there's no way. Well, I think Mike Hartwell, from the main campus paper, probably said it best. He said, any claim to the prize would require convincing Ray that his theory was invalid. The proof would need to be framed in terms of his own model, thus deviating from any form of modern science. Right. He also said that even if you could pull that off, Ray's probably broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good fucking point. Yep. And it's kind of sad because it just kind of seems like the mad ramblings of someone who doesn't really know what's going on. But he was very, very convinced of this theory. Mm -hmm. I didn't (laughs) didn't do any research on it for this episode, but I've like often wondered at what point do you draw the line of like, this is a mental illness? Yeah. It's hard to define that if... Yeah. The person who is seeing these things doesn't recognize it in themselves. And you can't yeah. you can't forcibly tell someone they have a mental illness or get them treated for it, right? So Well, maybe not with something like this, I suppose. But you, Yeah, he's not a danger, right? Like he's not dangerous. He's yeah. just but kind it, of insane and he's throwing misinformation or not even misinformation. It's just new, wild, completely invalid information, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can really argue that it did harm to his life, you know? Like, Oh, yeah. You saw how long that, I mean, I didn't even know what you'd call it, paper was, manifesto yeah. was. Yeah, he spent a lot of time and yeah. effort and energy yeah. going on about this. Anywho, I figured we'd chat about, you know, a couple of simpler conspiracy theories. Less that is sad. probably one of the craziest I've ever come across. That is the craziest bar none for me. I don't that's, know. that's a lot to take in and it makes no sense. I don't know where it comes from. A lot of conspiracies I understand, you know? Yeah. A lot of them have to do with like disenfranchisement or feeling oppressed or feeling that you've been lied to your entire life. Like I get those ones, you know? You want power and control of your life and you want control over the world that you're surrounded by because you've been made to feel powerless and you want to rise up against that. That's mm-hmm. what most conspiracy theories have been that I've encountered, right? But then there's some that just don't really have any bearings in, like, reality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Such as the time cube, which is outside of... Otis had an original idea. And he did. he was gonna see it through. It was unique. Yeah. It was very unique. Yeah. It was weird, and it was his life's work somehow. But, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, though. I mean, we're talking about it, right? Like, it made an impact somehow. Yeah. And it's not a dangerous theory because it doesn't really affect anything. Not at this point, no. Nor will it ever, I guess. And he was free to do whatever he wanted with his life, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is what he did. All right, so now let's move on to kind of the shorter, goofier, funner conspiracy theory. Please, yes. The Coke conspiracy. The, the Coke conspiracy. The Coca-Cola okay. conspiracy. Is that like it's changed over the years or? Yeah. What, yeah? Yeah, it's about their change. Okay. Um, In recipe. So... In the 80s, Coke needed to replace sugar with corn syrup. Yeah. Mostly because it was cheaper, but apparently also it made the beverage easier to produce. Sure. But this came with one major problem. There's a noticeable difference in taste when you switch from sugar to corn syrup. Yeah, you can tell when you go to like Mexico. 
I guess you're right. Right. Yeah, because they use sugar, right? Yeah, and it's way better. Mexican Coke, yeah. Yeah, Mexican Coke is a thing. Mexican Fanta, all that fun stuff. Made with real cane sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a noticeable difference in taste. I can confirm that. So during the same time, though, Pepsi was rising in popularity really, really quickly, and Coca-Cola was at risk of losing its market dominance. Coke's solution, apparently, was to introduce new Coke, and they intentionally made it taste gross so that fans would be thankful when Coke reverted back to the quote-unquote original recipe. Okay. Now with corn syrup. Oh. The original recipe now with corn syrup? Well, they didn't advertise as with corn syrup, but, like, the idea is that in order to get a new Coke taste really bad so they would go back to the one that people weren't digging so much yeah but pretend like they were going back to the original yeah and the idea being that like having tasted new coke for however long they had new coke out enough people forgot what the taste of like the original the the actual original coca-cola yeah huh now is that like is that a conspiracy theory is that something that actually happened i mean it kind of happened right because people didn't dig the new coke right yeah, but we'll never know if <laughs> if that was actually intentional. Yeah, if the Coca Cola or if they were just floundering that. around, like trying to figure out what the hell to do. Yeah, okay. I just thought that one was pretty cool. I love the ones that like could be plausible. Yeah, you it know? like sounds like it could be like a plausible marketing strategy. They could totally retcon that shit and be like, "Yeah, we meant to do that." Yeah, if they were ever like confronted about it. Yeah, in like and an e- secret insider sort of thing. I didn't know this actually. I don't know. Have you ever heard of New Coke? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I learned about it in Stranger Things. Season, oh, really? season three, one of the characters is rants and raves about how great New Coke is, and everybody else is like, ah, fuck no. that, it's so <laughs> yeah. gross. I'd probably be one of the people that's like, this is super great, because I like new things. Yeah. And I would have been enthusiastic about it. So like, they can't do wrong. That's the Coca-Cola conspiracy. Interesting. Okay. Here's a quick one. Zoom created the coronavirus in order to increase the popularity of its product. Sure, but also why? And how. (laughs) How. It's Zoom. They had no money to start with. So how are they going to, you know, launch a total global conspiracy? An ambitious CEO, man. I guess so. An ambitious CEO. Yeah. Where's Zoom based out of? Do you know? America? I I don't think it's an American. I don't think it's an American holding. I don't know. I so. I I don't know. Sabil, where's uh? I'm <laughs> yeah, <our Googling. laughs> the origin of Zoom is. You can just tell us. San Jose. San Jose, which is in America. So that is America. All yeah. right, thanks, it's an American company. Here's another quick one. The moon shouldn't. Okay, so this conspiracy theory states that the moon shouldn't be visible at night. Okay. And that the government created it. The yes. United States government created it to spy on us. It's actually a giant oh, like lens. Yeah, it's and a, a giant, giant camera. or is it a giant dome or a camera? Well, like both. Like it's an artificial structure. Yeah, because I've heard the theory placed. that it's like a giant CIA structure or something yeah. that people can go to and then spy on people from yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Which is a wild theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read about quite a few wacky moon theories. Like there's one that Hillary Clinton sends kids there and there's like a, a sex trafficking camp on the moon well, run yeah, they by just Hillary confirmed Clinton. that on, M- on, on, on NPR, so that's real. Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, all sorts of wacky... It just seems like, I don't know, they're like wacky cartoonish ideas. Like some of these conspiracy theories are just like... Yeah, but people believe them. They almost sound like family guy bits, you know? Yeah, just so just outlandish. Very esoteric. Oh, here's one. So I'm just going through a list on, yeah. my, on my notes here, but I like this one. Okay. This theory states that humans actually originated on Mars. Okay. 
So we I actually s- like this one. Oh, do you know like, where I'm going with this? It's like a fantasy kind of thing. Okay. I actually kind of dig it. Okay. So humans actually originated on Mars. We've seen proof that water once existed on the planet. Yes. That's from that's when we lived there, when water existed yeah. on the surface level of the planet. These theorists claim that humans destroyed Mars and fled to Earth. Their ship then crash landed, and it's this crash landing that, that killed the, all killed life dinosaurs. on Earth. AKA the dinosaurs, AKA humans were the meteor that killed all the dinosaurs. Yeah. Which if you think about it, after that meteor struck, it led to the rise in mammals. That's when like mammals took over the planet. Sure. Coincidence? I, I think not. not. <laughs> I, know, I just love that one. <laughs> God didn't know, but I like it though. Yeah. Because have you seen topographical maps of what uh, Mars would look like if it had sort of the same features as Earth? No, I haven't. Like it's if it had like cool. oceans and stuff. Yeah, it had or... oceans and land masses, and like it actually looked very much like a like plausibly what it could have maybe looked like if it had been inhabitable at some point. No, I haven't. What is, what does it look like? Well, it looks like Earth. I mean, that makes sense. It's blue and green and has an atmosphere and it looks it looks cool. But I just like it as like a fantasy that like the progenitors of our species is also the species that wiped out a planet and we're currently wiping out another planet. Yeah, repeating this so cycle. So like fits kind of, but yeah. it's just like, I know it's not true, but it's a fun thing to think about. Yeah. So Food like, for thought. Yeah. Some conspiracy theories would make good sci-fi novels, I think. I agree. We have the hollow earth. Theory. The hollow earth. Which I'm a fan of. Oh, yeah. I want it to be true so bad. <laughs> well, it's true in the uh, in uh, Godzilla versus Kong. It is. And they did it so well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got a bit more information on this one. So it was first theorized in the 17th century by Edmund Haley. Kind of the first modern, hey, this thing is real. The earth okay. is hollow. Although it's appeared in certain folklore and mythology. So the ancient Greeks claimed that there were massive caves that led down to the underworld. The Celtics had a legend of a massive cave called Curation or Ireland's Gate to Hell, a mythical and ancient cave formed by strange creatures that could sometimes be seen from the surface. Interesting. And on top of that, Brazilians, Native Americans, Germans, the natives of Tro- the Trobriand Islands, Hindus, okay. and medieval knights all had different legends of subterranean landscapes. Okay. And I think it was the Trobriand Islands, the natives of those islands, I think they said that heaven was like actually like not in the sky, but actually inside the earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's like all sorts of different cultures that have thought about it. Very interesting. But yeah. It's uh, like, I mean, sure, there's been a lot of different civilizations that have thought about that. But there's also a lot of civilizations who have theorized about the stars, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like when you look up, or you look down, there's a ton of things that you would come up with, right? Yeah. And like try to make sense of things you don't understand. So I can see a lot of people thinking the same thing. Like what if this giant thing we're standing on and there's nothing below me, I'm just standing on this yeah. crust and that's it. It makes me think of like, I don't know, how thick did ancient human beings think the ground was? I don't know. I mean, people dug. People have been digging forever. So, yeah, yeah. Right, and like, it's like impossible to get far enough to see anything. Yeah. So I guess they must have thought it was kilometers and kilometers deep, which you know, it is. It is. Yeah. So, um, there's also the convex hollow Earth hypothesis. The convex hollow. Does that mean that we're in the hollow Earth? I at bet the your ass it does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is insane and really dumb of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but some very common arguments against hollow earth, seismic activity. Sure. 
tectonic plates. Yeah. I mean, something's and, moving down there, I guess, right? Sure. Gravity. Yeah. We've calculated it out and approximated the weight of the Earth, and that makes sense with how much gravity the Earth produces, but it wouldn't if we had a hollow Earth. Sure. And then the fact that nobody's actually seen it. Yeah. There's no evidence whatsoever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's also what Ken Ham says about dinosaurs and people living together, right? Ken Ham? Ken Ham. Did you ever see the Ken Ham and Bill Nye debate? Oh, no, but I heard about it. The new wave creationist who said that humans and dinosaurs lived simultaneously 5,000 years ago. That's what that guy was saying? Yeah, that's what his theory was. (laughs) (laughs) And the only argument he had, one of the only arguments he had against Bill Nye Mm -hmm. was, well, you weren't there. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. So you couldn't know. You weren't there. Even though he's... Like, what is he claiming that he's millions of years old or something? And Well, no, the Earth is only 5,000 years old. Right. But is he, he claiming wasn't that there. he's... Exactly. But also, so, you weren't there. Yeah. So how could you know? So who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say? How do you debate with that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You really don't. It is a fun debate to watch, though. I would definitely recommend it. Bill Nye gets really frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't blame him at all. <laughs> But yeah, like that's like the key argument of like four things against things. It's just like, well, you weren't there, you know? And yeah, it just seems really like it's a really weak defense. I feel like, I don't know. Has anyone tried fighting crazy with crazy as far as that shit goes? Be like, I well, you know. weren't there and just be like, yes, I was. Like, um, That's impossible. You know, like, I don't know. I no, it wasn't, man. I'm that. a scientist. I invented time travel. I went back in time and I can confirm that there's no. But then they would ask for proof. You, they they don't like, have oh, to it's destroyed now it. via dinosaur. A dinosaur stepped on it as I was sending myself back in time, and now then how did you get forever. back? Well, it sent me back in time, just in time, but it only sent me and not the t- t- time machine. <laughs> sure. Now I'm here, and there's okay. no proof. But I swear I was there. And now what, <laughs> sir? I don't know. I don't know. It's like crazy. Goes, crazy. I don't know if it ever ends. Yeah, I think it's an endless loop of. Well, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And that would be the worst debate to watch in the world. Yeah. All right. I've got three more. All right. First one's really weird. There's not much to say about it. But this theory claims that the Chinese put mind-altering chemicals in the plastic bands of baseball caps. Baseball caps. So that when Americans wear them backwards, the chemicals cause them to do crazy things. (laughs) Wow. Doesn't... I didn't see anything else. I I read that it existed, but I didn't see any other clarifying information. I mean... uh, Do with that what you will. But I also don't understand... I've never heard of... I don't know where to start with that. Don't you know that everyone that wears baseball caps backwards is crazy and does crazy things? We're both wearing backwards baseball caps (laughs) right now. Yeah, and we're talking about crazy shit. We are the crazy ones. We're crazy. Thanks, China. Chinese chemicals. Thanks, China. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yo, that's weird, though, because I can't think of a single example where that would actually be applicable. Yeah. Like, Again, who, the why is a really good yeah. question who on was, that one. Who was wearing a backwards baseball cap and also did a crazy thing at the same time? Can you think of anything? Who is the guy that assassinated um, that one president? What one president? Yeah, didn't you know Lee Harvey Oswald was wearing a backwards baseball cap? <laughs> When that one dude who assassinated Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Backwards baseball cap. Backwards OJ? baseball cap. Backwards, backwards baseball, baseball cap. cap. <laughs> <laughs> that dude who was on bath salts in, in Florida. Backwards, backwards baseball, baseball cap. Backwards baseball cap. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
I told confirmed. you this episode would be mind-altering. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one is that there was no Cold War. There just wasn't? Yeah. It claims that the states and Russians were actually allies and that the Cold War was used as a plausible reason for the two countries to amass large amounts of nuclear weapons so that they could prepare for an incoming war with aliens. Oh. It also states that North Korea doesn't actually exist as a country and is, in fact, a testing ground for the two countries' nukes and futuristic military technology. Well, have you ever seen North Korea? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> Listen, dude. Okay, so that's wild and insane. Yeah. But how fucking dope would that be if they were, like, that keeping it from so us that we're preparing nuts. for a war with aliens? And yeah. this is why we had to feign an entire possible Armageddon between yeah. two major superpowers. Again, another great movie idea, right? Yeah. Cool sci-fi. I like it. You know? Yeah. It's almost like Black Mirror-esque. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like it's got that sort of plausibility and it would be fun. Yeah. But also, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> aliens, man. Because it's aliens. We're, it's very clearly aliens. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. It's a fun one. I think it would be fun. I kind of wish there was like some sort of conspiracy that like some real conspiracy gets revealed. Yeah, some planet wide freaking conspiracy that I would we love all it. find out. It would about. be very exciting. I just want the world to change in a major but harmless way. But all the things that are like actually happening, the terrifying things that like humanity does to itself, we all know it already. It's already apparent. Like we already know Nestle is a heartless, fucking horrifying, awful anti human company. Mm -hmm. With an actual evil leader, mm -hmm. like super villain level. And that's just happening. That's not a conspiracy. And that would be like the biggest conspiracy if that was being hidden. So I don't know. Yeah. We're already doing a bunch of horrible shit. Maybe conspiracy theories are a way to like explain or distract oneself from the actual horrors of existing, you know? Yeah. Like we need something more grandiose so we can stop focusing on the fact that we're really bad to each other. I don't know. That kind of reminds me of a quote your mom sent me. Oh, really? When I mentioned that we were doing <laughs> conspiracy theories. <laughs> Just wait till conspiracy theorists discover that they're part of a conspiracy theory to use conspiracy theorists to spread disinformation via conspiracy theories. Oh, God. You with me? <laughs> and all the conspiracy theorists exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too much. It's short-circuiting. <laughs> I can't. Oh, it's kind boy. of plausible, though. Yeah, think about it. Definitely, if you can get yourself in enough of a conspiracy theory like uh, spiral, yeah, I bet just some like people layers. have arrived there. It's just layers, right? But like, that's a conspiracy based on this, and that's a conspiracy based on this. But if this is a conspiracy that applies to these these two conspiracies, then those two are conspiracies that apply to a bigger conspiracy that therefore apply to the grand conspiracy, which is then umbrellaed by all other conspiracies that other conspiracy theorists have con conspired. Which takes us back to the original conspiracy theory. Yes. And round and round we go. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> All right, let's end it with a fun one. All right. Send it with a fun one. I'm down. The Jeopardy conspiracy theory. The Jeopardy conspiracy. Yeah, I love this one. This theory basically says that Ken Jennings is a plant or was a plant. Yeah. Because a year before his run, Jeopardy lifted off the hard limit on winnings because yeah. there used to be a cap. And at the same time, there were all sorts of new game shows that like came about onto air and stuff like that. Word up. The claim is that Jeopardy was just worried about ratings, wanted to stick around, needed a reason for increased viewership, and planted Ken Jennings. 
Wow. Why? <laughs> Why would they do that? The ratings, man. I guess so, but also like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. It would be a good strategy, you know, to, to then showcase this genius that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Who was just killing the game. Yeah. Went way past the cap. Do you know what Ken Jennings ended with? Like his run was crazy. Right around 2 million. Yeah, so like insane. Do you remember how much Holhauser won? I Because he won like just shy, and I think he was right around 2 million yeah. as well. Either way, I was thinking about it. It would be so impressive regardless, even if he was a plant, to like memorize the answers to like so yeah, many of those questions. Yeah, that still takes somebody, like, like unless he was getting fed the answers, if that's part of the theory. Do they have that subtle of technology in the 80s? Oh, sure. I don't know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> they got Jeopardy money. Anything's convenient for a conspiracy theory. Yeah, of course. Like you can just say, yes, they had that technology. And there you go. That explains it. And it was it. a government secret. And it was a government secret. And, you know, yeah, yeah. the CIA or whatever had that technology before anyone else. And the Men in Black is a historical nonfiction. It's all I got. All you got for conspiracy theories? I mean, I've already mentioned it, but I also feel like it's really important to kind of get the word out there. And I feel like the people do need to know that Big Purse makes women's pockets so small. So they sell more purses. More handbags, more purses, more, handbags. more accessories. Yeah. Yeah. So start. Why are their pockets so small? We all know it. It's so obvious. Yeah. Just start putting pockets in things. Stop buying purses, people. People will buy your clothes if they have pockets. You're at a turning point. Case in, in point, our live audience member right now. Pockets. Pockets. She's in love with those pants because of the amount of freaking pockets. Oh, they're, they're, but they're, they're men's, men's pants. pants. All right, women, you heard it here first. Start buying men's pants. It's the way to do it. Learn from the best. Let's boycott women's fashion. We're done. <laughs> Nothing but men's clothes from here on out, folks. <laughs> and then they'll just become unisex clothes. Yeah. And we're all happy. All right, so that's pretty much it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was a fun one, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool to just go through these conspiracies like to remind you that these are all conspiracies that are, from what we know, untrue. So we don't want to promote misinformation. But it's also fun to just learn about what people are talking about these days. Yeah. Especially these people with their crazy theories. Uh, follow us on Twitter at It's 3 a.m. Pod. We have some tweets. We have some? We have some. Good job. They're not good. But we exist. So, with that, go to bed, everybody. Yeah, go to bed. Mm-hmm.